0: Lotus FM News with Suresh and Pillay.
1: Two o'clock, good afternoon. There have been violent scenes in the Durban CBD where about 200 foreign nationals who had been prevented from marching through the streets earlier tried to force their way into the city hall. Locals tried to stop them and scuffles ensued. The police presence has been increased to separate the foreigners from South Africans. Church leaders are also at the city hall in an effort to mediate. The KZN government says efforts are underway to stop xenophobic attacks in the Itekwini metro, especially hotspots like Isipingo, Chatsworth and Seacau Lake. Hundreds of workers are still locked out of the ASCOM's Madupi power station premises in Lepalale, Lampopo. They are gathered outside the power station after their access cards were blocked. There have been conflicting reports on the reason for the workers' lockout. Contractors working for ESCOM dismissed over 1,000 workers two weeks ago after they embarked on an unprotected strike. The strike was the latest in a series of industrial disputes which have set back construction of the power station. The workers are demanding a bonus for the completion of Unit 6 of the power station. ESCOM earlier said contractors and labour unions had agreed that the workers would report for duty today. Spokesperson Kulupasivas has sought to clarify the confusion.
2: On the 25th of March, we had a group of strikers, about 3,000 of them, that had gone on a illegal strike action. Out of the 3,000, 1,700 of them had received notices that they were going to have to go before disciplinary committees so that their issues can be dealt with. Those workers, the 1,700 of them, are not allowed into our facility because we need to take disciplinary action against them for going into an illegal strike action.
1: Pasiwe also says the lockout should not come as a surprise to either NUMSA or the contractors.
2: Last week, just before the Easter break, there was a meeting between Eskom, the contractors, and NUMSA to discuss their demands, plus this issue of people who have received notifications that uh, disciplinary measures will be taken against them. So it's not a new thing. It's not like they did not know about uh, the action that we are taking right now.
1: Two globally recognised conservation stakeholders, the WWF and the Wildlife and Environment Society of South Africa, WESA, says they remain unconvinced that legalising trade in rhino horn is the solution to the survival of rhino. WESA was commenting following the inquiry that the Environmental Affairs Department has established. Environmental governance programme manager at WESA, Morgan Griffiths says efforts were made in 1999 to legalise the sale, legalise the sale of ivory to protect the elephant. However, he says the move has not produced the desired results.
0: It has led to widespread, increased, and devastating elephant poaching across Asia and across Africa. Something like 50 to 50,000 elephants. Are being slaughtered annually across Africa. That largely um, has been a consequence to those once or sales as ivory poachers are uh, speculating about decreasing ivory as well as the, the stimulated ivory market in the Far East. West is very concerned that the same thing will happen.
1: And finally, Afriforum says its SMS campaign, Retain the Free State's Name, has so far attracted the support of 10,000 people. Provincial Coordinator for Afriforum in the Free State, C.W. Alts, says strong support will show that residents will not passively accept name changes. Afriforum says that if the Free State government goes ahead with plans for a name change, it will send the message that they do not take the voice of minorities into consideration. The top story, at 2 o'clock there have been violent scenes in the Durban CBD where about 200 foreign nationals who had been prevented from marching through the streets earlier tried to force their way into the City Hall. I'm Sureshan Pillay, back at...